Thank you for joining me. This is your host, Susan Hendricks, and this is my story, Living with Lupus. So sit back, relax, grab your coffee, grab a cup of tea or your favorite glass of wine, and join me for episode number four. This portion of our show is brought to you by Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets. You can find Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets on Etsy.com, Facebook, Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets. Hemolytic anemia, fatigue, leukocytopenia, polyarthritis, polyarthropathy, Raynard syndrome, Sjogren's syndrome, sticky platelet syndrome, fibromyalgia, IBS, TIA, osteopenia, valvular heart disease, congestive heart failure, angina pectoris, coronary artery disease, G6PD, hematuria, lymphedema, GERD, MS, hepatic dome cysts, systemic lupus, lymphocytopenia, glaucoma, syncope, fatty liver disease, positive Smith antibody, positive anti-RNP, degenerative joint disease. I've called off 30, yes, 30, of my underlying conditions which is caused by lupus. The cost of care. Hmm. Some may not believe the cost of care that is associated with a chronic illness such as lupus. Research suggests the mean direct medical costs were greater for patients with moderate or severe disease. We're talking about $22,300 to $83,000 than those with mild disease, which the cost ranges from $8,900 to $15,000. Individuals with lupus also face high annual pharmacy expenses. The costs range from $1,572 to $13,138, accounting for, for 19 to 23% direct costs. Each moment and each day is a test for us. Smith, the creator of The Right Side of 50. The Right Side of 50 is having a sister-to-sister women's brunch November 17th, 2018. I am my sister's keepers. Tickets for this event is on sale at Eventbrite. Please follow The Right Side of 50 on Instagram. That's all one word. The Right Side of 50. And get your tickets. 
Can you imagine not having the funds to seek care? Can you imagine not having enough insurance coverage to seek the proper care? Or can you even imagine not having money or insurance to seek care? Or maybe can you imagine having to stop working and having the worry of, I have no insurance, my income is gone, I have no way of getting care, I have no way of paying rent, paying my bills, or even feeding my child. What would you do? I hear these stories all the time. I get calls in the middle of the night. Susan, what do I do? People crying. What do I do? Where do I go? I don't mind telling them what to do. You see, because I went into the medical field with my degrees wanting to help humanity to make a change within the medical system because I had seen so much wrong I wanted to make it right. You know, I've been told that I want to save the world. And in turn, I would say, if I can only touch one soul, then my job is done. Yeah. This disease is no joke. You know, it comes down now. We're in a society that it's about the bottom line in everything. Everything. Just just imagine that. I know a lot of individuals who have this chronic illness. And there are others who may not have lupus but they may be struggling with cancer who don't know where to turn or how to get help. Where is the support system within the medical field? There was a time long ago where the doctors would say, we will direct you to a company that would support you and give you the help you need. Yeah, there was a time, but we're living in a day and age now where in the medical field, it's like an assembly line. Once they see what type of insurance you have, you are treated differently. Yes, whether you want to believe it or not, you are treated and respected differently than those who do not have insurance. Where has it all gone to? Where is the art of practicing medicine gone to? You know, physicians take an oath. Yeah. When I was 
in my postgraduate and graduate studies. I had written many papers about the fleecing of the American health care system in America. I talked about how the humanity has left out. You're nothing but a number. But as long as you have that insurance, you're good as gold. I talked about how testing is done within the healthcare system. You're being tested for one thing and then you go see another doctor and he'll test you for the same thing that you have previously been tested for. What does that tell you? It's all about the books. I'm not saying all physicians are like this. No, I'm not. You know, uh, my mother had to go to the hospital one time. And we were waiting for her to be admitted. And I was standing by the nurse's station and listening to the doctor tell the nurses, the person from admissions, if we bill her insurance for this, we can get more money. I stood there for as long as I could, and I said, you're more more worried about how much money you're going to make off of my mother than treating my mother. I said, it is time for you to get up and treat my mother and worry about the insurance, how you're going to code it later. And the doctor just looked at me, and the nurse came over and said, I told him, to keep his voice down, and that was inappropriate. And I told her, yeah, you never know what an individual knows. You can't judge a book by its cover. And in actuality, they called security on me. And my sister said, don't act up. I said, yes, I'm going to do the necessary steps to get our mother treated. She was not going to be treated as a number. You are not going to sit down and figure out what diagnosis code to use that would bring in more money off of her. That goes to show me that you were thinking about the money portion of my mother and not helping my mother. After this next commercial break, stay tuned. I want to tell you a story about what happened to me while I was in the hospital and I had insurance coverage. portion of the show is brought to you by author Henry Long. Won't you join him for his book signing Positive Energy 24-7 Friday, September the 14th, 2018 from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Firewater Bar and Grill located at 6521 John R. Street, Detroit, Michigan. All right, we're back. Now, 
to my story about when I was admitted into the hospital. This is just one of the times, you guys. I had woke up one morning, the right side of my face was a little swollen. I didn't pay any attention to it. And then I noticed later on in the day, it started to swell up even larger. It became warm to the touch. I called my sister Dolores and I told her, um, I'm going to call the doctor to see if I can get in right away for an appointment. She asked me what was wrong. I had told her that my face is swollen and um, it's warm to the touch. I want to go see what's going on. I went to the doctor's office. He looked at it. He said, you go straight to the hospital. Um, I'm going to admit you. So I went to the hospital, got admitted. Two days later, one of the hospital representatives came up, stated, Miss Hendricks, your insurance coverage has ran out, and um, you're going to have to leave. I looked at her. I said, what did you say? She said, your insurance coverage ran out, and you're going to have to leave. Now, I was on IV antibiotics. They had diagnosed me with cellulitis um, on the right side, which was um, a skin infection. They said it was caused by the lupus. I told them, okay, fine. And um, I called my sister and told her, I said, come pick me up. She said, what's going on? I said, they're putting me out of the hospital. And she said, why? You have insurance. I said, I know. I told her, I said, they said my insurance coverage, I had reached my max. And I said, there's no way that I could have reached my max. And she said, okay, I'm on my way. I heard her come down the hall, um, the footsteps. I know her walk. She said, where is your stuff at? Come on, we're getting out of here. She said, you're sick. I said, I know, don't worry. She said, no, I. this is wrong. This is totally wrong. I said, don't worry. Don't say a thing. I called my insurance company. My insurance coverage is fine. And she said, why are they putting you out? I said, they said I had reached my max, which I had not reach my max. She said, get your stuff, get your coat on, get, let's go. I said, okay, but you promised me one thing. You will not make a scene. I'll handle this. She said, I can't promise you that. You're still sick. You have this infection. You have lupus. I said, I know. She said, well, are they going to write you a prescription? I said a seven-day prescription and told me to go see the doctor once I was discharged. Humanity. The doctors took an oath. Yeah, humanity. They put me out stating that my insurance coverage had reached the max, which it had didn't, which it did not. And in my mind, during this time, 
I stated to myself, what about the oath you take to preserve health? Yeah, what about that? You see, I was being treated as a number. I was basically wasting their time on some misinformation. Whoever they had to verify the insurance coverage did not know what they were doing. Or, or let me say, they didn't do their job, correct? No, they didn't. They did not do their job correct. Now, you may be wondering, well, what happened after that? I went to the doctor. I was on antibiotics for 14 days after that. Then the antibiotics caused a yeast infection. So I was going back and forth back and forth. So I had to ask myself, do I give up on a medical system whose main concern is the bottom line? Do I give up hope on physicians who have taken an oath, one of the oldest binding documents in history, which states I will apply dietetic measures for the benefit of the sick according to his or her ability and judgment. I will keep them from harm and injustice. I will neither give a deadly drug to anybody who asks for it, nor will I make a suggestion to this effect. I will remember that there is art to medicine as well as science and that warmth and sympathy and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drugs. Above all, I must not play at God. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to apply, I'm sorry, with special obligations to all my fellow human beings. Those sound of mind and body as well as the infirm, may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my help. Where is that in the medical field today? If they can put an individual out of the hospital on not receiving the correct information on an individual's insurance, what do you think that they are doing to those who are suffering each and every day with a chronic illness that are not insured. There is a community that is of the underserved that is not being served at all. 
there is a misrepresentation by some physicians when they see you. Yes, and I'm getting ready to take it there. When they see the color of your skin, they think that all you want are the drugs, the pain medication. Yes. You see, you can never judge a book by its cover. You see, my degrees don't define me. They only complement who I am. And who I am is one who is trying to get the word out that there needs to be more funding in the medical community to help those with chronic illness. Who I am is trying to get the word out to everyone about this chronic illness. Who I will not be is one that overlooks someone who is in need and who is suffering from this chronic illness. My call out to you is won't you help spread the word of this chronic disease called lupus. Will you do that? Will you walk in our shoes after you listen to this broadcast and help put the word out? Or will you sit back and say nothing or do nothing. Yes, what will you do? Sponsors, Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets, Arthur Henry Long, Positive Energy 24-7, and Sheila Smith, the creator of The Right Side of 50. If you enjoyed this episode of My Story Living with Lupus, please leave me a message, like, and subscribe. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'll see you the next time on My Story, Living with Lupus. Enjoy your day.